Captains were announced. One of those captains has earned the honor to wear the Block O jersey, and numerous black stripes were removed. It was a busy weekend for your Buckeye football team, and we tackle all that and a little bit more today on Locked On Buckeyes. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jake Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, August 21st in the year 2023. And this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. For your small business, that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Slash Locked One College terms and conditions apply. During today's episode, we will discuss what's going on with the battle to earn the right to be QB1 for your Ohio State Buckeyes and why Xavier Johnson is the ideal person to wear the Block O jersey in 2023. But first, we have all been waiting for a time period. Would it come after the first scrimmage? Would it come after the second scrimmage? Or would it happen closer to the start of the upcoming season about when Ohio State would announce who the captains would be in 2023? And I went through a few of them. I said, hey, whoever the starting quarterback is will be a captain. It's more easy for that to be Kyle McCord versus Devin Brown for being a captain. But the starting quarterback could be a captain for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Went through Eichenberg and Stover and uh, Ransom and other guys up and down the Ohio State depth chart to say these are ideal candidates. And sometimes my choices to be a captain for the Buckeyes in 2023. This is the first time, I believe, since I've been hosting a podcast, the first time in a long time that the Buckeyes only have three captains in a football season. They are Xavier Johnson, sixth-year wide receiver slash running back, tight end Kate Stover, and linebacker Tommy Eichenberg. Two, all three of these guys, seasoned vets, been around the Buckeyes program for a long time. One of them in Xavier Johnson was a walk-on initially, turned down numerous scholarships, to be a Buckeye, and look at where he is now. Cade Stover, come back for another year, didn't like how things went down against Georgia, didn't like how he was not able to play the entire game. He has extra fuel to the fire to be a Buckeye in the fall. And then Tommy Eichenberg. I mean, what else can you say? Two-time captain, a guy who had 120 tackles a year ago. Some are saying he should have been a first-team All-America linebacker last year. Make it happen this year. Like, captain or not, make it happen this year. But when you think about what it means to be a captain at Ohio State, it's like one of the highest honors you can have in your career. Of course, you could could be um, a consensus All-American like James Laurinaitis, or you could be one of the highest trophy like Troy Smith, or you could have back-to-back 1,800 rushing yard seasons like Ezekiel Elliott or 2,000-yard rushing season like J.K. Dobbins. So you can have all of those numerical things. You can win awards. But when it comes to what goes on at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center there in Columbus, being a captain means a lot. And for the fact that you were used to seeing six, maybe seven, 
eight being a large inflated number, but it may be eight at, in a given season. For there to only be three, it's an even more prestigious award for though for these three individuals. Think about Cave Stover for a minute. Cave Stover, what is he known for? Just grinding and working, being a team guy. Whatever you need me to do. Go back to the 2021 season where he played tight end. All of a sudden, during the final week of bowl prep, the week of the game for the Rose Bowl, they're saying, hey, man, um, we might need you to play to play linebacker this week. Now, granted, he was recruited as a defensive guy, transitioned to tight end, really good tight end for Ohio State. But during this moment, due to some injuries and some um, guys who aren't with us anymore, we got to have you play linebacker. And he gave up his normal role of tight end, moved to linebacker, and did a phenomenal job of doing that. Now, that did not happen a year ago. I thought, hey, maybe Kate Stover going to linebacker would have been great. Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg played that role phenomenally a year ago. You get a guy, a kid, who's just a team guy. You got to love it. You got a guy in Tommy Eichenberg who is just a worker. Now, he's a grinder like like Kate Stover, and they're boys and things like that, but Ike is just here to play ball, man. Like, you love guys on your team that are just here to play ball. Basketball, football, baseball, doesn't matter. Softball, uh, tennis, doesn't matter. Are, are you all in on playing ball? And that's Ike, as my wife calls him. That is her favorite player on the team. Tommy Eikenberg is one of those guys I want in my corner. Now, I made a joke earlier when my wife and I moved into our new apartment. I said, hey, when my guy Ryan Roberts was on the show, said, hey, man, next time we move, there's a good chance we're going to have some movers. And Kay Stover is one of those guys that I want in my corner. That was tight end week. And uh, we were discussing Kay, uh, tight end Kay Stover. And I said, hey, he's a, grinder, he's a grinder. He's a worker. He's just one of those guys that, hey, if you need something done, he, he does it very well and quickly. That's, that's Kay Stover. Hey, I want Eichenberg on my moving team, too, because he's one of the – when I get around people and I start moving, me personally, it's me a personal thought right now about Jay, the host of this show. When I get around people and I get to know them and I know them very well, you, I talk a lot. I mean, one, I, I host a solo podcast five days a week, plus another podcast solo myself once a week. That's six times talking into a microphone. Ain't nobody else in here. It, it takes a special talent, maybe an abnormal talent, to do something like this. But also, I talk a lot here, but at work, uh, and I've had numerous jobs, numerous jobs around people and in teams. Man, I talk. <laughs> I can talk a lot. And so when it comes to Eichenberg being on the moving team, a lot of the things we hear about him going on inside the Woody and on the football field, on the practice field, on a Saturday afternoon or evening when he's getting ready to play, what, what is it? He's not really going to talk a lot. He's just going to get in there and play. Go to watch the film, dissect it. He's going to get out there and play and do his job very, very well. And I think that's something that the coaches see, his teammates see, and they say, hey, Ike, linebacker, those two things go hand in hand. Xavier Johnson's one of those guys that is not going to start. Xavier Johnson's one of those guys also who is not going to start, but has all of the respect of every teammate, not just on offense, but also on defense. And he is one of those guys in Xavier Johnson. If the Buckeyes offense wants to be everything it wants to be in 2023 and accomplish all of its goals statistically and uh, also with the win-loss record as well, Xavier Johnson's going to be a big piece of the pie and a big part of the offense for Ohio State. Also, when it comes to Xavier Johnson, when you got the respect of everybody, a lot of times your teammates will vote you to be a captain when they know you're not going to start. 
might you might be a rotational piece, but even when they know you're not going to start, they're saying, "Hey, man, forget all that other nonsense. You're a dog. You're a leader here. You're a captain for the Buckeyes in 2023. Congratulations to Kate Stover, Tommy Eichenberg, and Xavier Johnson for being named starters for the Buckeyes in 2023. If you haven't, go to the Ohio State football uh, Instagram page and also Twitter page and watch the videos." of when the coaches and players, the captains, sit down and call the parents of the players and let the parents know that these individuals have been named captains for the Buckeyes this fall. Trust me, you'll like it. I love these videos. And if you haven't watched them yet, I encourage you to do so. Coming up next, the Kyle McCord versus Devin Brown saga continues. Because at the point, uh, at this point in time, there's not been a starting quarterback named. But is there a leader in the clubhouse? We'll go over that next on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free. It's quick and easy to do so at LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Now is a perfect time, or excuse me, or the perfect time to subscribe to Lockdown Buckeyes so you don't miss a beat. Follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your fine podcasts. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a rating. If you're watching us on the YouTube, subscribe to the Lockdown Buckeyes YouTube. Channel, smash the like button on this video, leave a comment in this video as well, and hit that bell so you are notified every time a new video goes live. Locked on Buckeyes is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Buckeyes is a place where we love to dissect and dive into numerous position battles throughout the offseason, especially during fall camp. I've tackled, we tackled the tight end, excuse me, backup tight end position recently, um, kind of the running back hierarchy and how Ryan Day and Tony Alford handle this talented room. The rotation at receiver, should there be six guys that play in that room? We discussed that as well. D-tackle, D-end, and all the other positions. We tackle all position battles all the time, but there's one that reigns supreme over all of them. It's QB1. The battle for QB1 is still going on. Will it be Kyle McCourt? Will it be Devin Brown? One of those two guys will be the signal caller for the Buckeyes this fall. In all offseason, I have said, and I still kind of believe this to be the case, Kyle McCourt's my guy. Said it during spring practice, even though, even though there were reports that 
the Buckeyes and uh, McCord and Brown were still kind of neck and neck learning and um, getting their feet under them, getting their feet wet with being the guy getting the first team reps at that time. And there were times during spring practice, things didn't go well, things went well for both guys. These are for both. Not just saying McCord outplayed Brown all the time or Brown outplayed McCord all the time or uh, none of that. Both of them played well. Both of them struggled, which is why I believe the competition was not won by either candidate during spring practice. Devin Brown does not play in the spring game. Kyle McCord does. Kyle McCord didn't really play, didn't really wow me or wow many people out there. So people were wondering what is going on with the QB competition. After the first scrimmage of fall camp, some people were saying, hey, day, name it, announce it, announce the starting quarterback. I have it on the record saying, and I'll say it again, if you know who the starting quarterback is, just, just name it. Now, I made a statement previously that I still stand by and that if you don't need – like you should blow out Indiana no matter who the, who the quarterback is. Like, Indiana's bad. It's a bad football team. Tom Allen might be in his last year coaching in Bloomington, Indiana for the Hoosiers just because things are not going well. And I don't know, man. Just I don't have a good feeling about the Hoosiers this year. So the trying to have a the gamesmanship or uh, have the upper hand in coaching in that matchup Okay, it's not really needed. You're also following that game up with games against Youngstown State and the game against Western Kentucky before in the fourth game of the year, you play Notre Dame on the road in South Bend. So it's not like you're playing Notre Dame week one, Clemson week one, Alabama week one, where them not knowing is a benefit to you and it kind of hurts how they prepare for the for the game. No, man, you should blow it, Indiana. But also, there's a thought. That what if this competition going a little bit deeper? And let's just say Ryan Day truly doesn't know who the starting quarterback is. I don't know. I don't know if he knows or not. But let's just say at this point in time, he does not know who the starting quarterback is. Does that favor the younger guy? And I've seen a conversation between uh, 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 Ryan Roberts put on uh, on Twitter, and he got in a back and forth with an Ohio State writer. I have seen what Joshua Perry, now of NBC Sports, who's going to be on that panel um, for the Big Ten games that NBC is broadcasting this fall. He said, hey, man, from what he's hearing, the competition goes on longer. It favors Devin Brown over Kyle McCord. But also think about this, regardless of the sources, regardless of someone else having a conversation a back and forth with an, Ohio, with an Ohio State writer on Twitter, think about this thought. A little bit earlier, I said that Kyle McCord didn't play well during the spring game itself. Now, I'm not saying the 14 practices prior to that, he didn't play well. But in that one game in the shoe, in front of all the fans, didn't really play that well. Devin Brown wasn't there either. Devin Brown had an injury. He was out for a little bit, came back. He's healthy. And what if that time period Devin Brown wasn't able to throw the football, the spring game wasn't able to play in, what if McCord not doing enough to win it, win it at that time was a perfect opportunity for Devin Brown to say, this is my title. I'm going to come out here and win this thing. I'm going to come out here and simply show the world that I am worthy of wearing the uh, the title of QB1 at Ohio State. I don't know, man. I I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he isn't. I am just saying sometimes waiting a little bit longer does favor the, the younger quarterback, especially when that guy had a setback during the offseason and Ryan Day, one scrimmage, two scrimmage. You got a good chance to see these guys with, get 
first team reps in a in a, in a most light game like setting you're going to get this time of year. I don't know, man. I I I I understand the narrative, and there's a lot of validity to it. That the longer this thing goes on, it favors the younger guy, especially when he had an injury during the offseason that didn't allow him to compete and practice during a portion of period, the portion of time when the other guy, the older candidate, was able to practice and throw the football day after day after day. I don't really care who the quarterback is, if it's McCord or Brown. I, I don't. I, I trust Ryan Day. I trust Corey Dennis. I trust Brian Hartline. I trust the offensive coaches at Ohio State to pick the right guy and to also allow that individual to be able to withstand some of the early tests and be a guy that when it comes to a road test against Notre Dame or uh, on the road in Camp Randall or a game against the team up north in Ann Arbor, Thanksgiving weekend on November 25th, whatever it is, I trust the coaches. But for this point in time, that's a few months down the road. For this point in time, on August 21st, what am I looking for? I'm waiting to just look and see where Ryan Day stands and what comes out of his mouth when he steps behind the podium and says, so-and-so will be the starting quarterback and the things that come after that. Keep in mind this as well. There's a good chance, and I do believe, the players will know who start the starting quarterback will be before it makes it's made public. So, is it McCord? Is it Brown? I don't know. But Devin Brown did make this, make a post on Twitter on Saturday afternoon. The caption, having fun with my tribe. And you can't really tell if that's a sign of him winning the quarterback job or not. Because you're, if you're looking on here, some of the guys he is running with and taking a snap from, they're not starters. But maybe those will play on your mind on our minds, on everyone's mind to say, hey, having fun with my tribe, a personal thing about the guys and the team, is that tribe meaning starters? Is that tri tribe meaning the team? I will let you read into that caption on the Instagram. I am not going to, but I'm glad he's having fun with the football team, preparing for the upcoming season. If it's Devin Brown, the later day waits, that might favor him. Or maybe Ryan Day has already told Kyle McCord and the other players that Kyle McCord is QB1 at Ohio State. Speculate all you want. But at this point in time, the battle has not been won. Excuse me, has not been publicly announced to won that title of QB1. So we're still in wait and see mode. Coming up next, we get to discuss my guy, Xavier Johnson, and why he earned the right to wear the Blocko jersey in 2023. Locked on Buckeyes rolls on here on a Monday. Locked on Buckeyes is a place that I've grown to and I've been able to uh, – better myself as being a host and better be a better be a better analyzer of the football and things that go on on the field. But when it comes to the Blocko jersey, this is more something that you predict. Yeah, there are great candidates, and I do think all three captains would be great or even ideal candidates to wear the Blocko jersey. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge honor. It goes back to represent um, – a former Buckeye and Bill Willis, who is a college and pro football Hall of Famer, who wore number 99, is retired in the horseshoe. He was one of the first two players to break the professional football color barrier for the Cleveland Browns in 1946, alongside fellow Hall of Famer Marion Motley. The jersey is awarded annually 
and given to a team leader that embodies Willis's toughness, accountability, and the highest of character. And I do believe all the captains are worthy of receiving that honor of wearing the block gold jersey. My initial thought prediction was caged over. Now, great. He's one of the three captains. I was predicting six captains this year, maybe seven. So he's one of the three captains. So I got something right. Now I got a 33% chance of getting that thing right, and the prediction was wrong. It goes to Xavier Johnson. He is the fourth player to earn the right to wear the block O jersey for the Buckeyes. It, the first player to wear that jersey was in 2020. It was Jonathan Cooper, and then Thayer Mumford in 2021, Cam Babb last year, and this year, Xavier Johnson. Now, if you're like me, you know that an offensive lineman cannot wear the jersey of zero what did Munford do to show that he was the honoree of wearing that jersey? During warm-ups, the Buckeyes, no matter if it was a hooded, um, short, uh, short sleeve uh, hoodie or long sleeve hoodie or whatever it is, the Buckeyes go on the field. Maybe it may, it may have been a T-shirt. Buckeyes go on the field in red, uh, maybe even white, and they have a number and their name on the back of their shirt. And so – Mumford took that. He said, hey, I can't wear it during the during a game for rules sake. Well, how can I wear this in the game on the field pregame to show to still show people that I have received this honor? And he just wore that zero um, during warmups during games. Xavier Johnson, just like Cam Bab, he can just change his number. He can change his number from 10 to zero and be just fine. And the thing with Xavier Johnson, I discussed this earlier in the show. He was initially a walk-on. He's a sixth-year guy. And so you think about a walk-on, there's a redshirt year, there's that COVID year, so it allows you to have a sixth season being a Buckeye. Being a guy as a walk-on is one thing. There's walk-ons at Ohio State. I want to there's I, I there's numerous walk-ons at Ohio State, and some might earn uh, a scholarship this year. There are walk-ons that play TC Coffee a year ago before going down with an injury. He was a walk-on running back that ended up scoring um in a game. I forget it was one of those games where the Buckeyes are just just demolishing their opponent, and it seemed like every running back had a big or a long touchdown run in that game. So the walk-ons are one thing. I I love walk-ons, I love the opportunity. For you to be a part of the team, even though you don't receive um, a scholarship from the team, a full scholarship, you're still there saying, hey, I want to be a, a part of what's going on here in this university. But a lot of walk-ons don't go on in a school to make a name for themselves by things that they have done on the field. Sometimes they make a name for themselves, but a lot of times it's not things that they have done on the field. But Xavier Johnson a year ago, many people did not know who he was in Columbus, but in Columbus that night in the shoe – Everybody realized Xavier Johnson can make plays. He made what would have what turned out to be the game-winning touchdown for um the Buckeyes in the game against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And I said, I don't know who this guy is, but I gotta know more about him. And throughout the year, may have been a receiver or running back. He was a guy kind of like Kate Stover. Whatever you need me to do, I'll be out there playing the football and playing it at a high level. But think about this though. He's had six years to make a name for himself. He's had six years now, now in a sixth year, six years to grind, six years to get better, and six years to make an impact on his teammates and his coaches. And no matter if it's Justin Fry coming in but seeing the impact that Johnson has on the team, or if it's Brian Hartline who has been there the entire time, all of these coaches have seen what this young man is, 
what he is made of, the type of mind he is, the toughness he brings to the table, to the field. Xavier Johnson is the guy to earn the block old jersey. Number zero is what he's going to wear in the upcoming season. I love that honor. I also love the honor of when players lose their black stripes in Columbus. It Losing that black stripe, it officially means you're a Buckeye. Now you're part of the team. You're on scholarship. There's all those things. But there's a working that needs to happen during practice for you to show everyone that you have earned the right to wear the Blocko jersey. Do a little backtrack to the to last week, and they kind of catch up a little bit. There are numerous players that lost their black stripe over the weekend. Caden uh, McDonald, four-star defensive tackle from Georgia, lost his black stripe on Saturday after the scrimmage. And then also Noah Rogers, wide receiver, one of the talented four wide receivers that are part of Ohio State's 2023 recruiting class, lost his black stripe on Saturday as well. Some others, those two are freshmen. Some others that have lost their black stripes um, were the past few days. David Adolph, um, redshirt freshman at wide receiver. Lorenzo Styles Jr., uh, he is a junior. Uh, Lorenzo Styles, he is a junior. Excuse me. Defensive back transfer from Notre Dame. Jermaine Matthews Jr., incoming corner. And then Bryson Rogers, incoming receiver. All of those guys have recently lost their black stripes. Don't do this a lot, but I got to give a public hand clap. Because, man, I never played a part of a team where you had to be a part of the team, but you still had to do a whole lot in practice to officially be a part of the team. Hey, man, with, with the things I hear, the things I see, the things I read about what goes down during practice to simply be a part of this team and lose your black stripe, it's a great honor. And I think there are some initiation processes that I think don't make sense. This one does. This one does make sense. And a football team, especially at this caliber, prove it. Show it to me. Let everybody know that you have earned the right to wear this jersey and that you have officially become a Buckeye. Work, grind, sweat, maybe bleed a little bit. Go to the trainer, get taped up, and get back out there on the field. I'm here for it, man. All of these guys from Javier Johnson. This, it seems like it's just been a, a day full of celebration for Buckeyes between uh, Cade McDonald, Noah Rogers losing the black stripes recently to Xavier Johnson being the honoree to wear and earn the block O jersey to Ryan Day naming three captains and Xavier Johnson, Cade Stover, and Tommy Eichenberg. When I put this show together and the notes that are to my right, I did not think this is going to be a show where we're celebrating Buckeyes, but that's what it turned out to be. We're out of here on a Monday. Got a few more shows coming your way this week. It's the final week of preparation before the season starts, before the first game week for the Buckeyes of the season this coming weekend. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, from what I I believe got this, I got this correct, they are the first team to kick off this upcoming season. It's also going to be on the other side of the pond as Notre Dame goes, uh, goes overseas to play Navy in the first game of the season. I'm here for it, man. I'm ready for football. Yep. My wife and I have our our Saturday football traditions. They're going to get started this weekend. I can't wait. I like football. Got a little bit of the Friday night light action this past Saturday. And I can't wait to get my college football Saturday tradition started this weekend. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Monday. I'll see you next time.